Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Christmas, everybody. Everybody doing good? Come on, welcome in our locations again. All of our canvases. Oh, great to see you guys. And we are looking forward to Christmas next weekend. Our teams have been working really, really hard to put on just a great Christmas experience for you. And uh, it's gonna be great for you and your whole family and anybody else uh, that you'll bring next weekend. Um, I'm really excited about today's message. And... Um, it's interesting because in, in starting off this message, I feel like I need to give an apology, that I need to uh, apologize to you and to our church because what I'm gonna be teaching on today is something that we do teach on from time to time, but um, man, after really digging in this week and studying this, I thought, man, we don't teach on this nearly enough. And uh, after today, we're gonna put it as one of our core next steps in our growth track. Uh, I believe this is so, so important. I believe that some of you, um, you are gonna get a huge breakthrough today. I believe that some of you, the reason why you're not experiencing the momentum in your life that you would like to experience is, uh, is because of some of the issues that come with this topic. And uh, so today, I'm gonna talk about walking in the love of God and I've entitled this message, The Forgiveness Message. The Forgiveness Message. And the reason I did that is so when you're sharing it with your friends, you can say, hey, you need to go online and listen to it. And they say, well, what's it called? You can say, oh, it's The Forgiveness Message. Okay, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word, God. And I thank you. Lives are gonna be changed today, God. Lord, I thank you for what you're gonna do in us and through us. Help us to lean into your word for these next 30 minutes or so, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen and amen. How many of you know if there's anything that Jesus modeled, he modeled forgiveness? Am I right? If, if there's just any kind of core central theme in Christianity, in the life of Jesus, our relationship with God, it's forgiveness. And uh, we see Jesus constantly teaching on this subject in the gospels and when he was with his disciples. And what I wanna do is I just wanna bring out just a few of these scriptures here. Remember when he taught us to pray the Our Father Prayer? How many of you, um, you're familiar with the Our Father Prayer? How many of you when you were little and, and you went to church and even though maybe you didn't know God yet, it was like when you could repeat the Our Father Prayer. Come on, <laughs> I got it going on a little bit. You know, I can remember I went to a denominational church when I was young and I, I didn't know God, but we memorized that in, in the little Christian school I went to and then and there's my mom over there and, and then uh, in the church. And man, I mean, I didn't pay attention to anything in those services. You know, it was like hymnals and robes and I mean, I did my best. And, uh, but man, when they repeated the Our Father, it was, it's not Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom. I mean, I was like, look at me, everybody. All right, so, 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 but in the Our Father prayer, it's important to know that Jesus is not teaching us that prayer as a repetition. In fact, he, he goes on to, to teach, he says, look, don't, when you pray, don't just repeat things over and over again like, like the pagans do to their pagan gods. And, uh, and so it's important that we understand that in this prayer, it's like an outline, it's like a model and each statement there, it's like a heading that gives you the freedom to kind of put in there and put things with that heading. And it's also a great kind of instruction guide as to how to approach God in prayer, okay? So look at uh, Matthew 6, 12. So this is about the fourth thing in the prayer, which is also very, very important. It's gonna, and it's gonna reaffirm the truth I'm gonna teach you right here. And that is this. Um, when you come to God, most people, when they, or not most people, some people, when they come to God, they think they need to start off with forgiveness. So you come to God and the first thing you are is you're focusing on your faults and your mistakes and you're like, God, forgive me for this, forgive me for that. That is the wrong way to approach God because if you've received Jesus from a salvation standpoint and from the standpoint of you being a child of God, all of your sins, past, present, and future are forgiven from a salvation standpoint. Jesus was the one-time sacrifice, once and for all, perfect sacrifice for all sin and for all 
people, okay? And so that's why in the, our Father, what is our Father who art in heaven, the first thing God wants you to know is that you're a child of God. Come on, you are forgiven from a salvation standpoint. That, that, that he is your father, that you're a child, and we come with thanksgiving, Lord. You know, holy is your, your, your name, God. We thank you that you're powerful. And so we get to about the fourth thing here, okay? And look what Jesus says. He says, and forgive us our sins, and look at the connection, as we forgiven those who sin against us. So this is just huge that you see all through the gospels, all through the life of Jesus, all in the New Testament, is this connection of because God has forgiven you, you forgive others. Do you see? It is a daily practice. Now, if God's telling you uh, that you're gonna have to forgive others daily, what does that mean? You can expect to be hurt. You can expect for people to say things, for people, you can expect injustice. We don't want it. But what Jesus is doing, he's teaching us something about the fallen world that we live in, and that, it, that is this. Listen, you, you cannot go through life with what I, I would call a filter of fairness. You can only go through life with a filter of forgiveness if you're gonna be healthy, healed, and whole. Now watch, do we want fairness? Yes. Do we fight for justice? Absolutely. Do we want wrongs to be righted? Absolutely. But we feel we, we live in a fallen world with messed up people. We're all messed up. Sometimes people don't even know why they do the things they do, which I think another lesson when Jesus, what was one of the last things he said when he was dying on the cross? when he had been served the greatest injustice and the greatest rejection and all that of anyone ever in human history where his creation was crucified, and he looked down, what did he say? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know. They don't even know what they're doing. And, and, and you can think about Peter, if you're familiar with, with uh, some of the gospels. Remember the time when Jesus said, hey, I'm gonna have to, you know, I'm, I'm going to Jerusalem, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be crucified. The son of man's gonna be handed over to men. And Peter comes to him and, and Peter says, oh no, you're not. You're not, no, no, that, that, that's wrong. That is unjust. That is not fair. You're not doing that. And what did Jesus say to Peter? He said, he didn't, here's what Jesus didn't say. You know, Peter, you're right. It's really unfair. It's really sad. But you know, I'm, I'm just gonna do it anyway. He looked at Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan. He said, Peter, the things that you're thinking about, that's, that's, that's how man does it. That's not how God does it. Your mind is set on the ways of man, not the ways of God. And what he was telling Peter was, Peter, if you go through life with this filter of fairness that, that, that you know, every wrong done you know, has to be all, all that kind of stuff, he said, you, he's basically saying you will not succeed in life. That is a trap, watch of the enemy to get you in anger and unforgiveness because out of those things, resentment is birthed, bitterness is birthed. That's how people become cynical and negative and all of those things. And what Jesus is saying is, Peter, if you're gonna thrive in life until the next life, you better learn how to go through life with a filter of forgiveness. That is God's mindset towards us and that's the mindset we have to have towards one another. And watch, let me, that's why it says this, look, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Look at the very next verse. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil. They're right there tied together. Here's what God's saying. If you don't forgive others, you're gonna give place to the devil, to the evil one. Look at this, keep going. His next scripture, now watch. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly father will not forgive your sins. This is very, very important, especially if you're new uh, to faith in Jesus, okay? Once again, here's, here's how we get doctrine, okay? So a, a doctrine, you never get a doctrine from one scripture, okay? What doctrine is that Peter tells us, uh, the book of Peter, that you define scripture with scripture, Okay, it's not open to private interpretation. Every other scripture must be confirmed by other scriptures. So what, when we're talking about what is our doctrine on forgiveness, what you do there is look at all the scriptures on forgiveness. You look at Christ's sacrifice, you look at all those things, and then you put all of those scriptures and truths and principles together, and then you say, okay, th this is the doctrine of forgiveness or grace or heaven and hell or you know, whatever the the, 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 the concept is there. So that's why you have to understand when it says, if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive you, you your sins. 
It's not talking about salvation. It's not talking about salvation. That's why in the very beginning, God wants you to start out with the mindset that you are saved, that you are a child of God. What this is talking about is relationally, watch, if you can't forgive other people when they wrong you, you can't experience the power of God's forgiveness in your life. Do, do you see what, it's like the principle of sowing and reaping. Everywhere you see forgiveness, here's what you see. There's this connection, right? Greatest commandment. What does it say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Y'all better wake up up in here. Look, I, I've, I've, got, I've got 25 minutes or so. All right, gags ain't playing. Just, I got, they're not playing well, for 45 minutes. So I'm gonna keep y'all in here right to the end. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. But every time you see in the Bible, what? Love the Lord your God, Matthew 22, 37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Watch, everywhere in the Bible, it's like this. There's this connection on my relationship with God, and that flows to my connection with my relationship with my fellow man. It's like what it says in the Bible, um, if you can't love man who you can see, how can you love God who you, you can't see? So everywhere in the Bible, when it talks about relationships, there's this constant connection. Here's what God is saying by that. Look, I've forgiven you, okay? Your salvation, that's done. Jesus did that, all sins, past, present, and future. We're talking about relationship here, so watch. If my forgiveness is working freedom and peace and joy and all these things in your life, that's what my forgiveness is, is working in you. For, for that to really thrive in your life, well then you have to release that to other people. You can't experience the blessing of God and the power of God and the peace of God and the joy of God if God's forgiven you and you won't forgive other people. That's what it's talking about here. It gives place to the enemy. Look at another verse here. Look, this is great. How, how many of y'all identify with P Peter? Some of our guys in here, if you've been walking with God. P Peter, Peter's always flying off at the handle, isn't he? He had some anger issues, didn't he? I, do, I think it was Peter that, get, that gave uh, James and John, the sub, uh, sons of Zebedee, the idea of calling fire down on towns. How many know somebody's got, so Peter's always, he's always kind of pushing that. How many you know people have anger issues when they go slicing off somebody's ear? Isn't that awesome? Because Peter's defending Jesus, so he knows, he, he knows he can't stab the guy. He knows he can't kill the guy. You know, or Jesus would really be upset with him. So what does he do? I bet you Jesus wasn't looking. Peter like pull out that sword, like just took off an appendage. You know what I'm saying? I, slicing off people's ears. So look what Peter, Peter, of course it's Peter. Peter comes to Jesus and says, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? I love this. He gives Jesus the, the answer. Hoping Jesus will agree. Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times, in other words, you know there was somebody who just wronged Peter for the eighth time, don't you? You know what? He's got resentment, so he, you see what I'm saying? He's trying to get confirmation right here. Is this enough? Because this dude wronged me for the eighth time, I'm gonna. <laughs> but Jesus replied what? 70 times seven. Now watch, that does not mean on the 491st time. <laughs> Did that impress y'all? I got an A in consumer math in college. <laughs> I didn't take algebra, I took consumer math. It was for things like this. <laughs> watch, watch, watch. What Jesus, 70 times, he's saying it's, it's unlimited. It's, it's just it's like how God forgives us. It's just unlimited, it's unlimited. Why? Because that's who God is. So here's what I want you to think about in terms of forgiveness and why forgiveness is so crucial, okay? Think about this, okay? So John 3, 16. The, the central theme of Christianity is love. Will you agree with me? God is love, Jesus is love. God 3, God 3, 16. It came from you, God. John 3, 16. 
<laughs> John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave. Love is the thing he gave. I wanted to say God gave to forgave, but that's because I'm a preacher and I have a rhyme disease, but that's, I know that's grammatically incorrect, honey, so I'm not gonna, but watch, here's what. God's giving was an act of forgiveness. Jesus is forgiveness. So because God loves, the, love is the central theme, watch this. Forgiveness is the central action. If love is the central theme of Christianity, then forgiveness, our forgiving one another and forgiving others, then forgiveness is the central action. That's why forgiveness is so, so important because in our walk with God, it is, it's the core. It's the core, it's the foundation of our relationship with God, right? That's why he came, so we could be forgiven and reconciled back to God. Jesus died on the cross because forgiveness for our sins wasn't possible without that. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We weren't even looking for it. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't love God. We didn't even know God. No, not all of that, but God came anyway and forgave us through Jesus because of his love for us. So if love is the central theme, then forgiveness, it is the central action. So that's why, that's, why I, that's why Jesus incorporated in that prayer. That's why there's so much in the Bible about it. That's why in our growth track, know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, make a difference, and know God. So after you receive Jesus, there's two things. Two things that are core, they're crucial, they're non-negotiables, they're absolutely necessary. That is this. Your relationship with God, you need to spend time with God. It works best on a daily basis. It's, it's daily. You get your Devo or your pastor. You know, we got a whole thing ready for you in January. We do a chapter a day. We teach you soap. We teach you how to do the Our Father. We teach you how to hear from God. So watch. There's that. And then there's forgiving others. There's a relational component with God based on love. And then because God loves you and what he's done for you, there's this relational component based on others and your fellow man. That's why Jesus put forgiveness as part of your daily prayer. They're interconnected and you can't thrive in life or experience the peace and joy and breakthroughs and momentum that God wants you to have harboring unforgiveness. You've given place to the enemy. You know, I heard someone say that, that not forgiving Somebody else is like taking poison and expecting them to die. You're, you're you withholding forgiveness, that, that's only killing you. It's making you cynical, it's making you bitter. The Bible calls, when you get a root of bitterness, watch, it defiles you. It, it, it changes your filter, it changes your outlook on life. And how many of you will agree with this? In the culture that we live in today, you can be offended on the hour. Am I right? And rightfully so. There's terrible injustice, terrible things going on. Man has suffered terribly at the hands of other men. Races have suffered, kids have suffered. The suffering is, is, is part of our, our, our fallen world and unfortunately, injustice is part of our fallen world. That's what our world is, and what the enemy wants to do, he wants to use all the offenses, the injustices, the hurts, the things that happen to you, the pain, and what he wants you to do is he wants to take those things and get a place in your life to make you ineffective and to make you not free. Come on, how many of you are ready to get free? We're gonna get free today. We're gonna get freed up. We're not... We are not gonna give place to the enemy. Watch. Um, most of the ground that Satan gains in our life is gained through the open door of issues unresolved and unforgiven. Most of the ground that he gains, that's why 
the scriptures, we look at every scripture, we're gonna see a link. Here's the link. God's forgiven you, so you forgive others, and if you don't, Satan's gonna come in. That's, that's the deal. That's what it is. God's forgiven you, so watch. You forgive others, not based on whether they deserve it or not. Most of the times they don't. They, did, they said terrible things. They did terrible things or just their, whatever their behavior was, they don't, they, whether they deserve it or not has nothing to do with whether you forgive them or not. The Bible says we forgive one another just as God in Christ forgave you, not based on whether it's fair or what. Or They don't deserve it. They don't deserve forgiveness many times, just like you didn't deserve forgiveness. You didn't earn your forgiveness. It's, that's why it's, 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 it's the central action. Jesus didn't say, Jesus did not say, you know, the world's gonna know you by your stances for one another. The world's gonna know you for your great Bible knowledge. The world is gonna know you're my disciples by, the world's gonna know you're my disciples by your love for one another. You can't walk in love without the core daily action and attitude of forgiveness. That's where the revival is. I don't know about you, I'm having a revival in 2018. You having a revival in 2018? And I'm telling you, we are gonna teach this, we are gonna get this down, man, because I really believe, I felt like God showed me there's so many people, he loves you, he's for you, but you're not experiencing the momentum that he wants for you. The breakthroughs, the blessing, because there's an issue of unforgiveness. But the great thing is, guess what? You can settle that issue today, right here, right now. And for some of you, you know what? You know what's coming Christmas dinner. Come on, your crazy family. Come on, come on. How many of you got, how many of you got crazy family? Everybody does, don't they? I got crazy, Carrie and I have crazy family. You know what I'm saying? How many of you know there can be some unforgiveness and some, I don't mean to make light of that. Some, there can be unforgiveness there, you know? And so it's important heading into these holidays, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna sell these issues now. From our standpoint, we're gonna do what God calls us to do because we are not gonna let what that person did to us also give Satan a foothold in our life and keep us from the blessings of God. Come on, can I have a good amen? Mm. <laughs> Christmas dinner is always entertaining, isn't it? How many of you have more than one crazy person in your family? Let me see. You know what I'm saying? So if you're trying to think of who the crazy person in your family is, and you can't think of anybody, trying to help you out. <laughs> Look at 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Oh, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, 11. Look at Paul. Now whom you forgive anything, I also forgive. For if indeed I've forgiven anything, look, I have forgiven that one for your sakes. Your sakes. In the presence of Christ, there, here we go, God's forgiven us. So we're gonna forgive others because unforgiveness affects us. It doesn't affect that part, it affects you. Look, in the presence of God, look, lest Satan should take advantage of us for we're not ignorant of his devices. Lord, forgive us our sins as, as we forgive those who sin against us. Let, let, let us not go into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. Do you see the connection? Peter, Jesus told Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're, you're thinking from fairness instead of, uh, uh, instead of forgiveness. Life is not fair. It will be when Jesus comes back, don't worry. And, and let me just say this, don't worry. God's gonna straighten everything out. He's gonna straighten everything. He, it, it's all, he's, gonna, he, he's, he's, he's got it, he's got it. 
Look, lest Satan should take advantage of us if we're not ignorant of his devices. This is the one of the main ways that the enemy gains ground in our life. Here's what I want to challenge us with today, church. And it doesn't mean you can get closure and resolve conflict and all that. But here's, in, in, in with, with circumstances and certain things like that, but here's, here's what I believe. I believe, I'm gonna show you how, in just a second, I'm gonna give you four quick steps on how to forgive. I believe that people don't know how to do it. Um, and that's why so many people are hurt and negative and all these kind of things. I'm gonna show you how to forgive, but I'm challenging you today to let 2017 be the year of closure. Closure from the standpoint that from your side, you've settled these things with God, you've said what you need to say, and then you are not a feeling, you're making a choice to forgive others just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Come on, let's don't bring that into the new year. Amen, let's don't, don't bring it into next year. Okay, here we go, how to forgive, how to walk in love. I'm gonna give you four things real quick. If you listen really good, it increases the Jags' chances of winning. All right, so look, lean, lean in right here. Here we go, number one, renew your mind with scriptures on forgiveness. Renew your mind with scriptures on forgiveness. Do we have Romans 12 up there? I just wanna remind everyone, look. And do not be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Listen, no matter what the pain is in your life, the word of God is greater. The power of the word is greater. So many people, like when we think of quoting scriptures, we're like, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> Great, keep quoting it. Uh, it's good, I'm not making a lot up, you know. God work all things for good, those who love him and call according to his purpose, yes. Keep quoting it. It's a great scripture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. <laughs> can you forgive? The scriptures, the scriptures, the, quote as much scripture as you can and you have to speak it. I'm gonna show you something here in a second. You have to speak it. But watch, many of us, the scriptures that we really need to be reading and quoting are scriptures on forgiveness. You get, let God transform that. You're like, man, I'm not, I'm not giving place to the enemy. You know what God has given me? You know what? That's the whole reason for Jesus coming back to, to bring justice, to, 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 to end all this corruption and unfairness. And, and, and it, like you start to renew your, God will start to transform you. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You get a hold of the word Jesus, the healer through the word of God. I'm giving you several of these scriptures today. You memorize, you read, you confess those scriptures. I'm telling you, there will be transformation coming to your life. It will come to your life and you'll start experiencing the momentum and the peace and the blessing and the freedom that you've been looking for. So renew your mind with scriptures on forgiveness. Look what Isaiah 61.1 says. Look, now the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. That's what Jesus quoted when he was starting his ministry. Because the Lord has anointed me, look what God anointed Jesus to do. To preach good tidings to the poor, it's the gospel. He has sent me what? To heal the brokenhearted, right? Connected to it, so look, it's gotta be about Jesus, the first part of that verse. The second thing is you gotta respond to the gospel, amen? That's the next part. The very next thing that's connected, here's what the, he came to do through the gospel, through his word, look. To heal your broken heart, to set you free, and to get you out of that place that your mind and your wounds have, have you held for so long. The prison, do you see? That word broken hearted there, it, it, it actually, it, could, it means also wounded heart. It means hurts. It means wounds. Every single one of us have been hurt, have been wounded by the words and actions of others. And that's why a core function of the gospel is when you receive Jesus, 
One of the core functions of his word is, guess what? To heal your wounded heart. And as you're being healed, come on, we've all said and done things that have hurt and wounded others. But thank God for Jesus who has forgiven us. And now we wanna let that forgiveness, that attitude of Christ flow to others that have hurt us. Can I have a good amen to that? So look, let the word come in and heal you. Take your wound to the one that can heal you. Now, now don't put this up there yet. I wanna show you this picture. Okay, so watch, this, this doctor in Japan uh, did, this, did this study, the scientific study on the power of words to the atmosphere. And specifically what he studied, well, this was not a Christian study, okay? Was it, it wasn't a Christian, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a Christian study. I don't know where he stands with God. He, there was just something about words. We know that the Bible says what? The power of life and death is in the tongue. You know, Jesus said, what, what, by your words you'll be justified, by your words you'll be condemned. Amen, that's why, hey, we confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus justifies us. The Bible talks about we have to confess the word. If you say this uh, mountain be thou removed and cast into the uh, sea uh, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe that it shall be done. Nothing shall be impossible to you. We know that Jesus was the word that was made flesh. We know that God spoke the worlds into existence by his what? Word. So we know words have power. So this doctor in Japan did this study. What they did was they spoke a word over water and then they flash froze it in a second, and they looked at how the mo water molecules form. So look at this study he did. Look, so they spoke, you will make me sick, I will kill you, and flash froze the water. Look at it over there. And then they spoke the word peace. Look at the, do you see that? See that beautiful design there? And by the way, I'm not, I don't know this guy, I don't know all the variables of the scientific method. Okay, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I just, okay, I just thought this was interesting. Don't you, look at this. They spoke the word anger uh, over this water, flash frozen, and then they spoke the word love. Here's all I'm saying is this. Your words can heal or hurt. And words that have come to you in actions, they can heal or hurt. So that's why it's so important what? That we take in God's word, Jesus is our healer, and no matter how we have been hurt, how others has wronged us, I'm telling you with the power of God, you can be healed and you can be forgiven. And watch this. You see that? See, hurting people hurt people. You don't want, what, it, what, what happened to you, you don't wanna bring that to anybody else. You don't wanna bring that kind of vibe to anybody else? No, listen, listen, look, look. That happened to you, but come on, Jesus is gonna heal you. That's a transformation power of God. His word's gonna heal you. Oh, you got anger, but come on with Jesus. You're gonna turn that into some love. You're gonna take back what the devil stole from you. I'm telling you right now, no matter how bad you've been hurt, you can rise above it with the power of God and you can forgive people and I'm, man, that momentum will be released. The world is so negative. Oh! It's, just, it's like toxic. You know what you gotta say to yourself? You gotta say this. I ain't part of that system. I'm not part of that. What? I will fight for injustice. I will, especially when it comes to equality and people. And racism is terrible. Slavery is terrible. We're, 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 gonna, we're doing a lot with helping rescuing these uh, young girls, these refugees out of the sex trade in, in Europe next year. It's what Kaylin, my daughter, was focused on this past month. There's just terrible things going on. What I'm saying is, in all of this, love, the love of God is the only solution. The love of Jesus is the only thing that can change the human heart. If, 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 if we wanna see real change in this world, people need Jesus and they need love and that's what we give them. And you know what? God will sort it all out when he returns. Can you give him a, a hand for that? He'll sort it out. He'll, he'll sort it out. 
Okay, number, number two, very important. Resolve anger quickly. Quickly, why? Because anger can lead to resentment, that can lead to unforgiveness, that can lead to bitterness, which can defile you. So anger is an issue with forgiveness. So you've got to resolve it quickly, which is why I've always been a proponent that you should be able to throw your golf club after a bad shot. (laughs) Any guys feeling me in here? I'm telling you, I used to throw clubs, I overcame. And then when they got on me for throwing clubs, I started throwing, if I was near the sand trap, I'd throw the sand trap rake. And I always felt that throwing clubs should be allowed in golf. And then when I read the scripture I'm about to show you, I said, that's why I just want to resolve my anger quickly. You throw a club, you've dealt with it, it's done. Do y'all think I'm kidding about that? I'm kidding, but I'm kidding with an asterisk there. Some truth to that. Resolve anger quickly. Look what the Bible says. Ephesians, look, here we go again. Don't let, don't sin by letting anger control you. So watch, anger is a healthy emotion. When I see injustice, I get mad. I get angry. And when you feel, you know what anger, it, when, when, if you're violated, anger is a healthy emotion to defend yourself. When you need to set a, a boundary, anger can be a healthy emotion. It's not about not getting angry. Angry is part of who we are as human beings. And it's, it's a very necessary emotion that we have. But look what it says. It doesn't say don't get angry. It says don't sin by what? Letting anger get control of you. Okay, look, don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger what? Gives a foothold to who? The devil. This is where he gains ground, through issues of unforgiveness. So here's the thing, here's just kind of a practical, just a couple of minutes on this, okay? Everybody deals with anger differently, all right? This is very important in your household, it's very important in marriage, It's very important with family. For many of us, it's probably gonna be very important at Christmas dinner, okay? I'm telling you, many of you are gonna be practicing this on the night of Christmas right here after Christmas dinner. But here's the thing, people process and they deal with anger differently. So some people, and a lot of times we just get angry at the silly stuff, you know? But some of our anger, it's, man, we've been hurt or God, this driving me crazy or, ugh, can't, you know, whatever the, Deal. I mean, I don't act like that. I've seen some of you act like that. And so, so it's funny, like when Carrie and I, so when Carrie and I were married, we're, we deal with anger very different. So I wear my emotion on my sleeves. Are y'all shocked? So if something makes me angry, I'm just, I'm talking out loud. Why do they do that? I don't know, you might not even be in the room. I'm getting it out. I got to get it out. It's like throwing a club. It's like, it's a, I, I got, like why do they do that? And that's, da, da, da. so, so, so I, 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 I get it out. Some people, they don't process it like that. Some people, they're more like reserved or quiet. In fact, many times someone might say something, do something to you, and then you kind of step away. You're like, wait, did they just say that? What did, what did they mean by that? Well, like, like, like or, or you know it kind of whatever, but it didn't have the full repercussion. How many of you are like that? It, it's kind of, you, you, you realize it like that. And then some people, they just, they just don't know. So like Carrie, Carrie's so cute and reserved. So we're very different. And, uh, and so when we were first married, I noticed sometimes I'd come home and um, I would hear these doors slam. Like, like doors, like a, a one over here in the closet. Half an hour later, I hear another door over here. Like, uh-huh. I, I, don't, I don't know, I mean, is it Carrie? Is it the kids? What, is, there, is the door stuck? Is it when? I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. And, and so I started noticing a pattern. And then I, later that night, I would see, you know, Carrie, would, it would kind of come out that she was mad about this or mad about that. Just, just a few times. It's, it's, and it's always my fault. I'm gonna start off right now. It was my fault. Man, I'm telling you, the greatest, the greatest principle of marriage, you want a happy marriage, every morning you gotta roll over, look at your wife and say, I'm sorry. Every morning, every morning. 
I don't know what it was, but I'm just sorry, and I'm sure it was something. <laughs> so I started noticing after this happened a few times. Okay, wait. Door slamming. I bet she's she's mad <clears throat> about something, and that was her little way of dealing with her anger, and that she was mad at me. She just walked out of the bathroom, slam a door, you know, walk out, and slam a door. So. You know, from a guy's standpoint, sometimes things like that can be hard to interpret. <laughs> is this a binary code of frustration? I don't know what this is. And we all have our ways. And so, so once we got that, and I remember there was a great conference by uh, Jimmy Evans when he did the whole thing on, on communication. It, here's what I'm trying to say. We all have our ways. Some of you give the silent treatment. Some of you women, you will give your husband the silent treatment for weeks. <laughs> Listen, you can be angry, but you gotta talk it out. I'm not saying it'll all be resolved and all that at that thing, but here's what I'm saying. As believers, that's what it is. Don't let the sun go down before you at least say, you know what? You said this or you did this. This really hurt me. This really bothered me. The, the, you, you have to get it out and then watch. You choose forgiveness. It doesn't mean the issue is worked out, but you have given, you've said what you need to say. You've, you've gotten forgiveness. You've chosen forgiveness to that person and then the enemy can't get a foothold. So many, so many times. You know how the, yeah, give God a hand. I'm telling you. That's how it, watch, that's how the enemy gets a place in our marriages. Because what you, what you do right before you go to bed, you're lying in that bed. If you're angry, you're just going over it. Oh, I wish I would have said that. Oh, man, I'm going to tell him that. I can't believe it. And you're just laying there. You're laying there going crazy, thinking of all your different ways of revenge, thinking of all your. And you know what? The enemy's up there saying, yeah. Keep it going, keep it going so he can find a, a place. We're not gonna give him, we're not gonna give him place in our lives any longer. Third thing, okay, so let's resolve anger. Quickly remember this, to drive it out, to drive out that spirit of unforgiveness, to drive out that negative spirit, to drive it out, you gotta talk it out. To drive it out, you gotta talk it out. Drive out the drama and be a person of peace. Okay, number three. I'm out of time. Can I just have five more minutes? <sighs> that was a weak <laughs> approval. Look. <laughs> okay. Five. Real quick, watch. Three, I got four. I got two more, real quick. Okay. Choose mercy and forgiveness. Here's what I want to say. Choose mercy and forgiveness. Why? Because forgiveness is a choice. It's a choice. You know what? We think people have to feel it or, or, or we have to feel it. Forgiveness is a, 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 a choice. It's not a feeling. Or we want this. We want others to own it. We want other people to see. We want them to feel how they've hurt us. We want other people. Sometimes they just won't. I wish they would. They should. Sometimes they just won't. You have to make a decision. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I, I, I choose forgiveness. Let your actions dictate your choices, not your feelings. That's, you don't have to feel it. You can feel mad, you can feel anger. I'm telling you, if you just, I'm, I'm, I'm making a decision, my action is I forgive them. When I start stewing over them, I'm gonna repeat, I, I forgive them. I'm gonna quote that scripture, I forgive them. Forgiveness, it's like, it's, it's like your flu shot. I mean, practicing forgiveness, that daily prayer of forgiveness, it's inoculation, it's preventative, it's like a flu shot. Look at Colossians 3.13. Look what Paul says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone, everybody say anyone, anyone who offends you. Make allowance, you know what that means? Get ready for people to hurt you. Get ready, you need to, you need to have, so that's why every day, okay, Lord, I set my heart right now, I'm gonna forgive everyone who offends me, sins against me, whatever it is. He says, get ready, you live in a fallen world with broken people and you're one of them, you gotta make allowance. Now, now look what it's, look. 
Remember the Lord forgave you. Here's the connection again. God forgave you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others above all closures of the love. There's the central theme. So forgiveness is the central action which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. You cannot have peace in your heart if you don't learn how to forgive others. For as members of the body, you were called to live in peace and always be what? Thankful. So this, once again, here's the connection. Love's the central theme. So forgiveness is the central action. And if you will make this the central action of your life, I'm telling you, peace and love and joy and all those things, God's just waiting, just waiting for those things to really begin to manifest in your life, but it doesn't happen without forgiveness. And the last thing is this, trust God to settle the case. That's part of faith. Trust God to settle the case. God is the judge, amen? Let God take up your case. He's the judge. And remember this. Those issues, we're gonna get free right now. Those issues, they don't go anywhere if you don't forgive them. Here's what I'm saying. You'll, you'll carry that unforgiveness wherever you go. You don't wanna carry that. You don't wanna carry that. Remember one time I got tennis elbow? Anybody ever had tennis elbow? None of y'all? Okay, well, I got it. it I, I thought it would get better. That thing kept growing and hurting and infecting. And it got to the point where if I just shook someone's hand, the slightest little pressure, God, it hurt so bad. So watch, I started avoiding shaking people's hands because it, the wound hurt so bad. Anytime I needed to engage a relationship, unforgiveness is just like that. It'll eventually come to the place where like, it filters how you engage people and your relationships in, in everything that you do. God is the judge. Let him take up your case. And what I wanna do right now is I wanna pray. I'm gonna ask everyone to dial in right now. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna pray for you. And here's, here's how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna do two things. Some of you, you need Jesus' forgiveness, okay? Some of you far from God, you need Jesus' forgiveness today. You need to know his forgiveness so that you can have eternal life and so that you can forgive others. Some of you, you're saved, you've, you've, you've given your life to Jesus, but you're still holding on to some unforgiveness towards other people. And today, here's, here's what we learned. We have the word, we're gonna renew our mind, we're gonna choose mercy and forgiveness, we're gonna resolve anger quickly, and we're gonna let God settle the case in the end. And here's the truth, one more thing. That person that you're so mad at, you know this, they can't really repay you for the pain they've caused you. They can't, but God can repay you. And the way that God repays you is through his blessing that comes by you exercising forgiveness just like Jesus forgave you. So watch, we're gonna put the Our Father prayer. This is a different ending, so I need you to engage here. Ready, y'all ready to repeat? Come on, y'all ready to do the Our Father? Feel like you're all that? Okay, so watch. We're gonna take two pauses. Watch this. Look, pray like this, Say, repeat after me. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Paul's right there, bow your heads. How many of you would say, Stovall, I'm, I'm not living for God, I'm living for me. But this day I choose Jesus. I want God's will, not my own. I need forgiveness. I want ever, I need eternal life. I need Jesus today. If that's you, will you slip up a hand wherever you are? Yes, yes, yes. Hands are going up all over the place. So those hands right now at all of our locations, you can put them down. Now, now repeat this, repeat this and help me church. Say this, say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I repent of my sin and I thank you for forgiveness and everlasting life. Lord, let your will be done, not my own. I follow you from this day forward. Thank you for your love in Jesus' name.
Amen. Watch this. Look, give us today the food we need. Say that. It's not talking about physical food, although it concludes that. It's, it's the needs that you have. Look, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Say that. Forgive. Stop right there. Bow your head. Bow your head. How many of you, you, you know you need to forgive someone. You're still holding on to it. It's still going over in your mind. You're not free. Raise your hand right now, wherever you are, because we are, we, are, we are not taking this into 2018. Hands up all over the place, put them down. Right now, I'm gonna say this prayer. Look, forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Right now, say, just fill in that blank. Lord, forgive me my sins as I forgive right now. You're making, it's a, it's a choice, it's a decision. It's not if I forgive them. It could be one person, it could be 10 people, I don't know, I forgive them right now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. God, we forgive. We give no place to the devil and that leads us to the last thing, look up. It says, and don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Father, I just pray right now God, we just renounce. We are not taking unforgiveness into next year, but we are not yielding to the evil one. We give no place to the devil. God, we are walking out of here, Lord, with your forgiveness, and we are forgiving everybody else. I pray peace and breakthrough and freedom and joy. Not today, devil. We rebuke you. I rebuke you from the lives of God's people right now. And we give you no place and we're gonna thrive in 2018 and we're gonna experience God like never before in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Come on, give God a big hand clap. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.